Hello and welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Our podcast series features interviews and discussions on a range of issues relating to quality early learning and care with a range of speakers who are leaders in the areas that matter to Early Childhood Ireland members. I'm Maura Corbett and I've worked with Early Childhood Ireland. In the next two episodes of our podcast, we're going to mark the anniversary of COVID arriving in Ireland by looking at the impact the pandemic has had on children, their families, and the early learning and school-aged care settings that they attend. So to look at the effects of the pandemic, the lockdowns, and the closure of settings and schools on autistic children, I'm delighted to be joined by Fiona Ferris, Deputy CEO and Head of Training with As I Am. Fiona comes from a background of early years management and is an autistic adult and a parent of an autistic child. Fiona, you're really welcome to Early Childhood Ireland's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Great. Okay. Fiona, a few general thoughts about COVID and uh, the impact it's had on children and families. So I suppose coming from from the the group that I represent. So I work for As I Am, which is Ireland's national autism charity. And when people are asking how how it's been in As I Am over the last year, I can't express enough just how busy it's been. And I I mean that in terms of the the extent to which we've had to support the community during this time. So it's been a really strange time for everybody. Uh, I think nobody can say that they're used to this yet. Um, And I think the further we get into it, the more difficult it has become. I think at the very beginning, back in March, whenever everybody was told, you know, the 14 days to flatten the curve, there were kind of a few thoughts of, oh, I get to work from home for a couple of weeks. So the kids will be off. We'll be able to spend more time together. We'll get outside and go on more walks. And then there was uh, the second lockdown, which again, the weather still wasn't too bad. And, you know, we we were familiar with the first episode of lockdown um, where we felt, OK, well, it'll only last a period of time and then there'll be an end and we'll be able to go back to the shops. We'll be able to go back to school and things will return to some sort of version of relative normality. But this time there's just a really different feel to it. And not just through my work have I felt that I've been feeling it with my friends I'd be feeling it with my family everybody I talk to has said you know what I'm finding it really hard this time and I think this time it's because there's less structure to it there's less information about when we're going to come out of this and even though we have been given some dates and something to work towards it's almost like there's a lack of trust in this process now to believe okay well that is when it's going to happen that's what I can look forward to people are afraid to get their hopes up so Mm -hmm. I think the whole country has been so negatively impacted by this experience in ways that we're probably going to see for years to come ways that we probably don't even understand yet and we really need to consider the effect that this is bound to have on the most vulnerable people in our society the youngest people in our society who these this time in their lives is of crucial importance for their their the development of their skills their interpersonal skills communication social skills and they're just not not getting those opportunities to do that in the time that research has shown is most important to them so i am concerned about how the next few years are going to go 
But I think just like everybody else, we have to just keep going and hope for the best. And, mm. you know, it's it's just it's a really difficult time. And I'd be lying myself if I said that I wasn't finding it tough this time around. It's just about keeping yourself focused on something, keeping going. Yeah. And uh, I think trying to look the positives. Yeah, I think, it, it, you know, at Christmas, there seemed to be kind of hope on the horizon with uh, even though, you know, we thought there'd be, you know, short, sharp lockdown for January, the vaccine was coming. And, you know, um, I think we're lucky in ways that we didn't realise this time last year that this is the way we'd be living now, that, uh, you know, um, that it happened in, in stages and kind of grew on us in a way. I think so. It's almost like we've been eased into it. Um, I don't think anybody could have predicted this time last year that we'd be in uh, probably an even more stark position mm, this time this year. That's it. People delaying their weddings by a month, you know, <laughs> there was, there was a lot of that going on. But yeah. look, just have to take Which it nearly as it seems naive now. It, it um, does. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned at the start that, you know, the, the, from the 12th of March on when there started to be talk of the schools closing and well the announcement was made on the 12th of March and you know from then on we were kind of eased into the idea of a full lockdown and thinking well I can manage this because I'll have more time with the children we'll be able to you know do things together do you see that there were you know even with the benefit of hindsight now some benefits in terms of maybe you know life slowing down a little bit for children I do think so. I think we were in a position back in at the start of last year and probably for many years before where it was just go, go, go. And nobody ever really took the time to stop and look at how they were doing and look at how this frantic, dynamic lifestyle, uh, the impact that that might have on them. And, you know, everybody's day, no matter what walk of life you're in, it was just busy and filled with things. and. I think, as I know for me, for the first couple of months, I quite enjoyed being at home. And, you know, I suppose for me as an autistic adult, I mean, every every environment I walk into is potentially overstimulating. Nothing's more comfortable for me than my own house. But I also work very hard and work long days and travel a lot. And I noticed for the first few weeks anyway, just how much better my relationship with my daughter was from being able to spend more time with her. You know, I I wouldn't see her from eight o'clock in the day to six o'clock at night. And, you know, being able to go on walks with her at lunchtime and just do things together and have more conversations. But I didn't know that I was missing that before. You know, you can't miss what you didn't know was there. Mm. And I would really miss that now if uh, tomorrow we were told right that's it back to the office you know world is exactly where it was last February I'd really miss those pieces that I got the opportunity to to engage with and to nurture and I, I think I'll always be grateful to that time because of that but in saying that it's not a sustainable way of life we can't keep going like this forever but we do need to take the positives of what we've learned from that experience and the positives that we've introduced to our life and try and find a way of balancing things a bit better going forward. Yeah. And we'll come back to to, to that uh, in, in a little while. Um, I mean, as well as those beneficial, uh, you know, nice things about, you know, slowing down, spending more time, 
that frantic race that some for some children of you know one extracurricular activity after another day after day you know can we talk a little bit now about the detrimental effects of of covid on autistic children absolutely so i mean for autistic children it's really important for the child's learning and for the child's comfort and well-being that there is structure to life and that there's predictability to life and that a routine is followed and that's not just in terms of you know sometimes autistic people might be uh, considered to be rigid or um require very defined areas of their life but in fact you need to consider that being autistic feels like living in a world that wasn't built for you so it's not just that you like structure it's that you absolutely need it to survive you need it to cope and on the 12th of march last year i mean i remember when the announcement came because i was standing giving a talk uh, in a special school and i remember seeing the look on the teachers faces and the whispers and people were texting on their phones and they all had to run out to an emergency meeting after the talk and i saw the sheer panic on their faces because they knew just what this was going to do for their children just being thrown into absolute mayhem um their their structure gone their routine gone not knowing what to expect not even being able to prepare them for what to expect so for autistic people i think the biggest issue has been the loss of routine the loss of structure but also considering that you know it's an unfortunate case that autistic people in ireland autistic children have great difficulty in accessing services it's very very difficult to access services in ireland so at the best of times at the best of times so for the majority of children the only support that they receive the only therapeutic support the only educational support they receive is in their school and through their school day and this is whether it's early years primary school special school secondary school that is their means and method of support and for that to be removed means all support has been removed so while it's detrimental for all children for autistic children and those with special educational needs it has i mean i, I it's just done untold damage damage that we're probably going to spend a lot of time seeing and it'll be a long time before we come out the other end of it there's been through research uh, that we've conducted alongside other disability agencies um parents have reported extreme loss in terms of life skills communication skills social skills just being able to regulate yourself i mean all of those things are so important when you're autistic and it's just it's gone unbelievably downhill since the beginning of all of this were online supports able to help in any way or was it just the the lack of personal contact so i think things have changed a lot in that area from the beginning of the first lockdown to where we are now because like like i said at the beginning of the first lockdown we didn't know what was coming and it was kind of a case of keeping linked in with your class maybe once a week but now the entire curriculum has to be delivered through zoom through um google classrooms through seesaw the different methods that teachers are now using that they probably never had to engage with to this degree before mm. but what's really important to mention is that through the surveys and through the research we conducted with 
Down Syndrome Ireland, um, with uh, Inclusion Ireland, what we found was that the majority of those on the autism spectrum and with intellectual disabilities could not engage in online learning. It did not suit or meet their needs because it's it, it poses even more communication and sensory implications than being face-to-face with somebody in a classroom. Now, I know for myself, um, my own daughter, for the first lockdown all the way up until the summer, she did not engage in online learning because you don't do schoolwork at home. You can do homework, but this wasn't homework. School isn't at home. School is in school. Home is at home. So it got to a point where I just needed to draw a line and say this is going to cause more harm to her than good to have these lines blurred to such a degree. Whereas this time round, it's almost like it has become the norm for her. I mean, whenever you think about it, in the last year, children have been in school for three months out of that year. And mm. that's that's crazy. It yeah, really is. Yeah. So learning at home has almost become her norm. And now what I'm afraid of is how she's going to cope going back into school and learning from there. Mm, <laughs> so mm. it, everything's so backwards. But yeah, it's been very difficult for autistic children. Online learning is not a suitable method for teaching. But what other option is there? Mm. At the moment? I know teachers are just doing their best with what they have. Yeah. I think, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking back to the the last series of the, of the podcast, where which was about the idea of uh, slow relational pedagogy. And I think this highlights the importance of uh, relationships in pedagogy, like Ashther, like Ashther says, about relationships being at the heart of it. And, uh, you know, while online can play a part, nothing beats the face to face. Absolutely not. I believe that there is a place for online learning. There is a place for technology, but it should always be used to accompany the the richness of the in-person learning that's taken place mm. of the child being part of that environment where learning is taking place. It's It, it shouldn't have to happen through a computer screen. And mm. I, I just don't know what the impact of that is going to be going forward. But I do 100% hope that we never have to go back to this again. Yes, I think we'd be wholeheartedly with you there, Fiona. <laughs> and so, you know, having talked about the uh, you know, the positives and the importance of mitigating the, the negatives as we, you know, have you thoughts on how we can, you know, kind of keep keep the best and lose, you know, and, and mitigate the, the negatives as we move to a time when COVID is in the past, which hopefully we're a lot closer to now than we were. I think we have to take this last year as a learning opportunity. I mean, we can obviously look back at it and say, my God, that was awful. That was horrific. I never want to go through it again. And obviously there are those elements to it. But there has to be something positive that we take from it. We have to have learned something from it, whether it's how much we love our jobs how much we love being able to get out of the house and go to the office or drop our child to school or see them coming out of the classroom laughing with their friends and appreciating those moments more or whether it's we actually take those experiences to such a such an extent that we're learning how to balance our lives better. We're learning where to draw our own lines and set our own boundaries and say, Do you know what, I'm not going to work Saturday this week. 
do you know what? I'm going to finish work at five o'clock. I'm going to, I said I'd watch a film with my child. I'm going to do that. And learning what's actually important because through all of this, I think what we've really learned as a nation is that material things are not important. What we've really missed through all of this is being able to see our families, being able to see our friends, being able to, you know, go out with your child to the park and allow them to play on the swings or even just the children playing outside together. And those are the things that we've come to really value is those experiences. There's obviously that little bit there that's, you know, God, I'd love nothing more than to go to Penny's this evening (laughs) and have a look around the shop. Like everybody misses that, but that's not what's coming out on top. Mm. It's those relationships and missing the interaction with people yeah. and that's that's of obviously we miss it but we also cannot you know we cannot look past just how much more important that is for young children who are going through this it's yeah. it's desirable for us it's essential for them absolutely absolutely that's um uh it's so true it's ab- absolutely is essential um so fiona thank you so much for joining us uh today it's been it's been great to sit back and have a chat about you know how covid has impacted all of us but especially autistic children and i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today thanks so much mara so um and thanks to the listeners for listening to early childhood ireland's podcast and remember if you've enjoyed the podcast please tell your friends and colleagues and we hope you'll join us next time and in the meantime keep an eye on our website and the social media channels 